Thanks for tuning in to localjobnetwork.com radio where you can find all of your favorite employment-related shows. I'm your host, Katie Chesney, and you're listening to Management Decisions, a show where we bring in high-level executives from a wide collection of businesses to discuss what goes on at the top of the food chain. And today we are talking about how leaders can help others overcome resistance to change. Joining us today to talk about this topic is Sandra Tibbs, and she is the founder of Never Solutions, which is a leadership development consultancy where she specializes in training corporate, government, and small business executives. So Sandra, thank you for joining us today. We do appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Now, I was just wondering, why is it important for managers to be able to help their teams embrace change? Well, one of the most important jobs for managers in the years is not only to implement change, but also to drive change. And the reason for that is that organizations, no matter what size you are or what industry you're in, in order for you to remain competitive, you must be able to change with times, mm-hmm. especially nowadays where you know technology advances happen every single day. So the bottom line is that without embracing change and innovation, organizations become mediocre and irrelevant and really obsolete. And we can see some examples, for example, with Kodak and what happened with Borders, which was a a bookstore. They were not able to change and implement that change in innovation, so they had to close their doors down. And I think those are two really good examples of just companies that didn't evolve with technology. Now, on the management level, as a manager, what are some things that managers should keep in mind when driving this change? Sure. I think one of the important things here is to understand that change is done by individuals first Mm -hmm. and then by organizations. As a manager, as a leader, the way you feel and think about change will impact the way you drive change. Mm -hmm. Therefore, if you're resistant to change, you're not going to implement the change or drive that change as effectively as otherwise if you would really resonate and and um, believe in the change. So you have to really think, how do I feel about this change and am I willing to implement it and do I believe in this change? Mm -hmm. Also, it's important to understand that change is a process. So it's not something that happens overnight and it takes time. Different people in your organization are going to deal with the change differently. Mm -hmm. You have to be prepared for that and you have to be there for them and help them through that change. Now, it kind of sounds like from um, a management perspective, thinking about your direct reports, that this resistance to change comes because the direct reports really aren't buying into the change. So could you just kind of delve more into why the um, direct reports just aren't really buying into the change and what kind of effect that can have on their morale and their work ethic and the quality of work that's being done? There's a lot of reasons why sometimes people don't buy into the change. But I think one of the things that I want people to understand is that from the neurological perspective, our brains are wired to want to avoid change. Mm -hmm. And the reason for that is that our brains look to maximize rewards and minimize threats. And change is something that we feel as if it is a threat because of the uncertainty that comes with the change. So to your point of why some people don't buy into the change, sometimes it's because they're they're uncertain of what's going to happen, or they might have some, they might think that there's some perceived negative outcomes, or they might have some fear of what is going to happen to them if this change happens. Are they going to be able to perform? Are they going to keep their job? 
So all of that really plays a role in people not wanting to to embrace the change that organizations are mm-hmm. are going through. And I, I like how you provided that example of how people are trying to maximize awards and minimize threat, and that's just how we're wired. And that that makes a lot of sense. Just thinking about you know personal in day to day interactions with change going on. Now, what can a manager do to really help their employees overcome this resistance to change, especially if it's something that's just hardwired into your brain? One of the things is communication. Communication is key. And sometimes, you know, when changes are happening, as a manager, we might not know all the answers. And so we we don't communicate with, with our subordinates. And that really causes our subordinates to really feel the uncertainty. So as much as you can communicate and be transparent with the people that you're leading, that is really going to help them with the change. Even if you don't have all the information, just to, to let them know, I don't know anything else, but as soon as I know, I will let you let you know. Then clarify, if you have the answers, what's going to happen to them? Let them know. How is that going to affect them? Or if it's not going to affect them. So communication is really key here. All right. And in addition to communication, can you do something like reframe to really help them see the value and kind of what they're working on and why the change is good? And if that is an option, how can a manager kind of go about setting that up for success? You bring up a great point. Reframing is one of the greatest tools that a leader can have. Mm -hmm. Sometimes when people come to us, they're like, well, you know, I don't know, this change is going to means so much more work to me, and I don't have the time. I already have all of these things that I have to do. When a leader is able to help this person reframe it and see what is the good things that they can see from this, yes, it might be a little bit more work, but it's going to challenge you. It's going to help you, you know, be better at what you're doing, and then kind of let them see how the change is going to affect them in a positive way. Yeah, and it seems like you're really just kind of uplifting and saying and pointing out the things that might not be immediately obvious to the direct report that, hey, this will help you improve in, you know, XYZ area, which is something that you've been looking to do anyway. With change, it typically has a solution at the end of it or a reason for the change. So with within change, why is it important to really focus on the solution rather than the problem? And how can you do that? Well, one of the things that overwhelms people is sometimes when they are just focusing on the problem, you know, what happens when you start thinking about a problem, all of these other things come to your mind that make the problem seem even bigger than what it really is, right? So when we take a step back and kind of start brainstorming for some solutions, then that helps us see that there is something better that we can do, that there's opportunities Mm -hmm. in where we're at at that moment. Also, you know, when it comes to, for example, reframing on on helping people see the big picture, mm-hmm. it goes back to, again, being overwhelmed. People sometimes, when when they just think about, oh, all the work that it's going to take to change things, that kind of paralyzes them. But if they can see, look, this is what's going to happen. We're going to be able to increase productivity at the end of the day, and this might, you know, help you get more um, people to help you in the project or things like that, then that helps people feel like, okay, I have the energy to keep going and moving forward. Right. And I really like that example that you provided. But, you know, as a leader, having direct reports that are really solution focused and they're really thinking about that solution rather than the problem, how can you drive them and encourage them to become solution focused, not just within this one change, but within all changes that might be occurring, you know, one month in the future, three months, six months, you know, that kind of thing? One of the 
their things is to help them also learn how to reframe even okay. their own thoughts or the, the, the way that they're looking at, at a problem. There's always opportunities on anything that we encounter. It's mm-hmm. just a way of how do we, how are we able to brainstorm so that we can see those opportunities? For example, if you are getting some new people in, sometimes mm-hmm. people think, oh, that's going to be a lot of work to be training them. Well, to be solution focused would be that, yes, it's going to take a lot of work to train them. But once you train them, how is that going to affect you? It's going to be better mm-hmm. because then you're going to have more help and you're going to have less things to do so that you can focus on the strategy for the department that you're leading or the organization that you're leading. So there's some great things to look at. And that's how you can be solution focused. Part of being solution focused is looking at that end goal and keeping that end goal in mind. So why is that so important? And could you provide us an example with how a manager can kind of have a conversation with a team member to kind of really bring them around to focusing on that end goal rather than just the the fear of being overwhelmed or the fear of this change and the uncertainty of the change? For example, one of my my clients, you know, she has a team working for her. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that they're going through right now, they're they're moving to another location. And okay. Because it's going to be better and they're going to have, you know, more of their clients in that area. But right now, everybody is feeling overwhelmed with the fact that they have to move. So one of the things that you can do is just focus on that angle and what it's going to happen when they do move, right? They're going to have... And, and I know some of this is not as important, but focusing on, for example, a greater building they're going to have. They're going to have more space. Each person is going to get their own desk, and they're going to be able to get more clients, and there's going to be more restaurants around. So it's kind of focusing on the positive things that this change is going to bring to them. And how how does it affect each of them at the individual level? Mm-hmm. And for that, you have to know what motivates your employees and what's important to them. And so when you talk to them about that change, then you can let them know this is how it's going to affect you in a positive way, knowing that this motivates you and this is what you find important to you. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really key looking at it from an individual level and looking at what motivates your individual um, direct reports and then kind of figuring out how you can frame it so you can really motivate them to think in their own situation what's going to be the end goal and the improvement for them overall. Now, earlier in um, our conversation, you had mentioned that this is like a step-by-step process. And we talked about a couple different things that a manager can do to kind of alleviate this resistance to change. But is it okay to kind of interchange these steps to really develop a process that works well for you and your team? Absolutely. Everything that, you know, we as leaders can learn a lot of tools out there. But at the end of the day, we are the only ones that know the context and which we're working, Mm -hmm. the people and the outcomes that we want. So that's one of the things that we need to do is kind of take all these tools and then really examine what's going to work best for us and the outcome that we want and the people that we're leading. So absolutely. Now, are there any additional items or questions or conversations that managers or leaders should be having with their teams when change is a common thing in their organization just to make sure that if there's any underlying resistance, they can kind of just nip it in the bud right away? Yes, one of the things, and going back to communication again, I think it's really important for leaders to be actively listening to what's going on with the people in in their teams and to let them know that, that two-way communication, right? That the leader is letting them know what's going on and it's going to keep them updated. But at the same time, that each person in the team can come to the leader and talk 
to him or her about what's bothering them, what are they feeling about the change, and how do they feel about the change, so that then the leader can coach them and help them reframe. He or she can acknowledge and validate how that individual is thinking and feeling about the change, which is really important. Now, we are kind of running out of time for today, and I just wanted to give you the floor here at the end to share any other pieces of advice or any resources that you might have for individuals looking to kind of help their uh, direct reports overcome resistance to change. One of the things that I wanted to let people know is that if they want more advice uh, when it comes to leadership, if they would like to go to my business page on Facebook called Never Solutions, and like it, they can get more advice there. And if they have any additional questions for me as well, they can post them there. And I'm always answering people's questions. And I wanted to invite people to connect with me on LinkedIn as well. Well, there you have it. We do encourage you to reach out to Sandra and connect with her on Facebook and LinkedIn if you do have any further questions for her about leadership or this subject. But that is all the time that we have for today on Management Decisions. So I just want to thank Sandra for joining us and sharing her expert advice. We do appreciate it. Thank you. Now, to find more employment-related shows, head over to aljandradio.com. And if you have any comments, questions, or suggestions for future shows, please send me an email at aljandradio at localjobnetwork.com or send me a tweet at the LJN on Twitter. And once again, I'm your host, Katie Chesney with LJN Radio, and I wish you the best of luck with your leadership. Music